You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Uh, where do you want me to start? You're talking about um, our society and understanding. Yeah. So, like, you know, I think, you know, the military is not, they don't produce anything. They just, they, I mean, we produce, or at least the Air Force produces proficient pilots, right? And and we fucking kill people, right? Yeah, and we, we, you know, we produce dead bodies, but uh, <laughs> no, it, it just, it bothers me that, people don't realize there's negative effects to the other way. Like working too much has the same negative effects as not working enough. And there's a balance. And I feel like the pendulum is on the, like we're working too much because of the fact that like, you know, commanders constantly, and we said this before, like they constantly want us to do more with less. And we keep getting less and less and they want the same results. And it just, it doesn't work and i think that's like the key factor in all of this is like you see these crews where they're changing sleep schedules to meet these training and these inspection requirements and finally the crew goes whoa this isn't fitting like i'm not able to live a normal life you know or i can't fly this aircraft because i haven't gotten my sleep or whatever i mean those are important things to consider uh there's a lot of outside factors and it's not just about you got to complete this inspection. And like they said in the article, like it would be way more. Well, it'd be way different if they were in a war and the Russians were like flying their freaking formations, you know, towards California and they needed like the AWACS controllers over there. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. I, they, I think it speaks they, to a, a larger, um, like just um, uh, the American spirit, I guess you will. I mean, we've always kind of, I guess kind of what we're built around is always working harder and putting the, um, the collective over the individual. And like, while that can be good sometimes, I think that can also create some um issues um when the collective good just like you were saying um forgets that the individuals like the individuals are the cogs that make the machine not um and you can't you have to have good cogs otherwise your machine's going to be broken so yeah when when you but when you look at the and, and like for instance I'll give you a story um I was working for the army and we had been planning for 24 hours and like no shit 24 straight hours and we got out in the field and I had been working on and off like kind of I was like hey I told my guys hey go get some sleep you know we'll kind of we'll do like shifts of 12 and the person who was in charge he's like or the not the person in charge but one of the per- people, the main people leading the planning was like, hey, he tells a story of in World War II. Um, I'm going to butcher this. Um, but one of the generals is like, hey, we need like two weeks straight of planning so we can have be prepared for every scenario that the Germans are going to run. So then when, you know, um, when General MacArthur says, hey, we're 
what what do we what should we do within this one scenario? They come up and say, hey, we got these 18 plans, and all you got to do is pick off the shelf. Whatever whatever they do, we're gonna we have something for it. And the, he was using that as like a proof to say like, hey, you know, by staying up for 72 hours and planning, we're going to have the war won because of X Y Z. But in all reality, um, that's not the case. And you also have an entire staff that's doing that. You when you're trying to do that at the local or tactical level, that's not going to work. Um, and I think we've kind of sometimes this is a military thing we're talking about, but it also applies to the business world. Like, look at all the movies we watch. They're always saying, you know, like, hey, I work always work twice as hard when people left at six. I didn't leave till nine o'clock at night and I only slept on three hours a night and I slept in the office. And like, that's what is honorable and just. And that's what we say. But like, that's not always um the best it's not always the most equitable for the entire organization or even on slower slower levels for the organization well and i think you can i think well two two things i have to say like i think saying you know the individual for the collective good is like kind of a misleading saying in terms of like yes all of us are like the cogs for the like machine or whatever but like really what are we working for like we're working for like that you know leaders like if if we're in the private sector we're working for that to line the pockets of the ceo or like you know you can't accuse me of being a liberal or whatever but like you know uh you we can line the pockets of the ceo by like working in the private sector or like we can like you know, pad the bullets of the OPRs of the Bobs, you know, but like, it's like, I I don't believe that like overworking ourselves and like that whole, like I stayed till six till after six and I got my three hours of sleep. Like, I just don't, I don't think that contributes to the productivity or like the collective good. I think that just like burns us out and helps the people above us, but it doesn't do anything for like the the betterment of the organization if you look at all these countries that have recently switched to four-day work weeks their productivity has skyrocketed so no i don't i don't disagree with you at all i was just giving those examples that's kind of right why we i I think why we in america do that and this i think it's just part of it's in our dna that's kind of when you talk about the protestant reformation it's kind of like what the like the whole basis again of the country was built around um just being a hard-working individual <laughs> and we take it to the next level obviously so and, and, and i think it's pervasive through the society too you even look at um t- take a look at like the motivational speakers at one point at one point it was motivational speakers now it's you know influencers always talking about what it takes to be successful and you know it's always like you gotta like, again no one's saying you don't work harder than other people but it gets to a point where you just do like success doesn't mean just when everybody else is working, you know, nine hours a day, you work 12 and 12 is automatically better. It's quality over quantity. Right. And actually, I'm going to pivot the conversation because this is a good uh, a good segue. I think that like the recent transition to like the hybrid work model where you work partially from home and at work is like gonna change that idea of like 
it's how many hours you're putting in is like your merit or whatever, because now that people are able to work from home, they're able to manage their own productivity. And I think that in the future, we're going to see more people working from home and people do anecdotally, I, I don't have data or anything, but do say that working from home makes them more productive. Um, so I, I really believe that that might change in that, like that, that idea in America that like you work your ass off and it's the time you put in and not like the quality that you put in that is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we kind of, what luxury said before, like it's kind of capitalism is what we were kind of talking about. And just to like say some other things from the previous conversation, the, a lot of it is, I think is like people, like to add things, but they never take anything away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of like what we do too. Like, I, at least I do. Like, if I get new like coffee mugs or something like that, I should get rid of the old ones. But then I look at them and I'm like, I want to keep these. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you always want to, you always want to add, but you don't want to take away to make it either balanced or you should be in a better place. You know. But I think one thing with the recent conversation was. Uh, I like being salary as opposed to like hourly, you know, and I think if more people did that or more companies did that, I guess, you know, some people would be lazy, but I guess you can't fix those people. But I think for the most part, people would do their work and then they could either go home or I don't know, work on something else or something like that, you know, be a little bit more flexible. It's a double edged sword, though, too, because um, while you have the if you have a cool place where, you know, they say, hey, okay, you're. It's all about we're paying you to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Um, you could, you know, you if you if you're able to get X, Y, and Z done in four hours, and they're cool with you going on, that's that's all good. But at the same time, like I, I would look at it like this: um, we're all salary, right? If you're if you're active duty in the military, you're on salary. But as a result, the catch-22 is they can make you work 14 days straight if they want you to, right? Yeah. So you might have to do that. But if you're hourly, think about like the civilians who work in the military. They might have to work five days a week, and you got to work 40 hours that week. But as soon as it hits 40 hours, you're out, done for the week. No more. No more. So. Um, yeah, or, or if like you're hourly – and the company needs to like make cuts, they might cut your hours in half or like, at least if you're a salary employee, like they can't yeah, reduce your pay just on a whim, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then on, on top of that too, like the negative to being like what, what shark said, but what also kind of to what port was alluding to, if you're, your contract is for 40 hours and you have to work 40 hours, you might, your job might be like that person who gets their job done in four hours. And it's like, all right, well, I'm ready to go home, but I can't because I still have to be here for four more hours. So it's, it's really a catch one too. I think it, it comes to culture too, because that might be one of those things. Like I think the happy medium, if you're, let's say if, if you're a salary, like your employer, it'd be, it'd be great for employers that, Hey, you're done with your work or you're able to manage yourself correctly. All right, I'm going to trust you to do what you have to do. And then 
if I need you here, I'll call you or, or like, we need you to come back. But if you're done with what you're doing, you're being productive, take off. One of the other things you could do if you were not on salary, if you're hourly, is somebody says, hey, you're done with this stuff, work from home the rest of the day, you know, or just like they were doing during the uh, height of this pandemic. I don't yeah. know. I'm, just, I'm just throwing options out there. I don't know if those no. are the yeah. things. I think that is a lot of it. Like that would be awesome. And kind of like what shark was talking about too. I don't know if it was recorded, but the four day work week as well, that kind of, I think that gets rid of a lot of, I mean, it depends on the job, you know, like maybe some people need the five days or some people, you know, their company's open seven days, 20, you know, 365 or something. But, uh, I think it just, just like thinking about it, I guess, anecdotally, it's like, it gets rid of a lot of the fluff, you know, because like you, like you said, luxury, you know, you get done with work, like you, you get done with your work at like two and then you're just like sitting there till five because you have to, that's when you get off work, you know, as yeah. opposed to like, now you can go live your life. You did your work, you got paid, you're done, move on, you know? Yeah. And I will say, I will say this as someone who has a four day work week. Um, it's, it is nice to what? have four days on and three days off. The pro, like the other thing too, you have to look at is, again, if you're if everything is based off of hourly, it doesn't really matter because, or it it still helps having three days off, but you're now at work two two hours longer. So that was like kind of the the downside of the four day work week because instead of me working from you know seven to three. I now work seven to five because and, and like you're an eight hour workday, you're already kind of stretching <laughs> what you're productive at. And then you got to sit around for two more hours. Yeah. Like, ah. like now not always are you sitting around, like you have other stuff to do. And like some days, like you're straight up balls to the wall, all 10 of those hours. But <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, it's few and far between in my opinion, but you still like, again, that's also based off of, a hourly wage so that's why you have to get the 40 hours per work week it's it's not necessarily the same but um i'm a proponent of the four-day work week for sure i'll take i'll take four i'll take four tens over um five eights for sure i mean i just you know you think about like all the things you could get done with like one extra day and the weekend never seems long enough and Mm -hmm. i just you know the weekend has become to me not a break. It's just like, you know, you get to Friday and you're like, sweet, two more days till Monday, you know? Uh, and it, it doesn't, maybe I'm not living my weekends to the fullest, but it always seems like I get to Sunday and I'm like, God damn it. I wish I had one more day. It's the Sunday scaries. It's the Sunday scaries. <laughs> it's true though. Like that's, um, cause you, when you think about it, like this is at least my perspective on it. You got Friday, you're like, okay, cool. And you're like, it's finally the weekend. And usually on Friday, like you might go out do something. But me personally, I'm like, I just want to relax. So because I got I'm going to go do stuff on Saturday. So relax Friday night, sleep in maybe on Saturday. Saturday, you do something. But then Sunday is kind of a waste because you got to prepare for Monday. So you really only got maybe one day off. And it was like in two, I would say two days, two actual days off is really nice because um like you said you, you spend your thursday we'll say your thursday night like for me thursday night is my friday night 
I spend it, you know, stay up as late as I need to or chill out. Don't worry about anything. Friday is my Saturday. I have a full Friday and then Saturday I can do stuff. And then Sunday, like I feel like, okay, I'm ready to do like these chores or whatever to go in. So like you said, Shark, I think um, two days is because you always lose one day out of it. Two days is a good amount of rest to feel recuperated, I think, for the week. And having two off days, quote unquote, is never really two complete off days. So, no. Yeah. And I might have sure. just, just mansplained you, but hey, whatever. I mean, I, I feel I feel slightly like like you're you're talking you were talking down to me there, but I, I feel I feel OK. <laughs> hey, um, real quick. Uh, did you hear um, a lot of the feminists are mad at the U.S. Postal Service? About what? It's a male dominated uh, occupation. Uh. <laughs> what is that? Like, what does that mean? I never understand that. No, you didn't get that. It's a male dominated, like male. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, but I mean, like, with the actual like M A L E, like. Oh yeah, no, no. Wait, what? Are you saying you don't understand like the male domination? No, like when. <sighs> I, I guess I understand what they're saying if they say that, like the like it's a male dominated uh, career or whatever. But it's like, isn't that because other women Court. didn't get Court. there? It's, joke Court, it's a joke. It's a joke. No, I know, but I'm saying like if it was, uh, oh, if it actually like was. I don't know the military or whatever else, you know, or like I don't know, uh, tech or something like that. Probably, maybe not. That's probably not a good example, but. So if it was a male dominated market or area or business or company, like, isn't that just because other women weren't interested or like science and technology or like, uh, uh, engineering majors or something. It's like a male, uh, it's typically more men. Yeah. No, I think, so. Go ahead. Yeah. Some, cause I have some, I, I can kind of give my perspective on this. But. I, I, I mean, just from talking to like, women in like quote male dominated career fields i think a a lot of it has to do with like there are women that are interested in like you know science and technology and like flying and being in the military and like all those kind of like male dominated things and not to say that they are male dominated or that they should be but like it's it's that that when they start doing these things, they're constantly like either hyper criticized or like uh, questioned all the time about why they're there or what they're doing, as opposed to like a male tries to do the same thing and they're no one bats an eye, you know, it just. And I, I, have, you, something to, I have something to add to that. And I think the other part is representation. Um, so just like like Shark was saying, if you have somebody who let's say they're a female and it's a male dot like we'll say it's te- a tech uh, company, and there's t- there, there's far more men than are women. It's not to say, like you get the illusion that women don't do this job. So as a woman, they might say, I would I'm interested in tech and I want to be in this, but because it is male, I have the sense that. I won't belong if I go in there. Like, so I, there might be, you might feel, Hey, it's going to be all bros or all people that don't really get along with my personality or who I am. 
and they don't see anybody who is in that field who's a woman. So they're like, well, maybe they're not in that field because they don't belong or maybe they're not going to be accepted. And that goes for not just not to I know we're talking about kind of it being something being a male dominated um, society or a male dominated industry. But that can go for gay people. It could go for black people. It could go for um, non-English speakers. It, it, it can go for anybody. It could go for whatever. Because, like, I, I'll tell you personally, like, there's, like, I never felt that way. But I talked to a lot of people, especially a lot of um, black people who want to be in the military or are in the military. I asked them, like, hey, do you want to fly or anything? They're like, no. Like, there's, like, I haven't seen any, you know, black pilots or I haven't seen any, uh, I, I don't see any, like the stats are pretty crazy when you actually look them up. Um, so like, I understand that sometimes like it, it is a, it's a whatever X, Y, Z dominated industry. Um, and trying to quote unquote smash that is important because you have young people who, um, are looking into that field and they are interested, interested in that, but because they, don't see anybody who looks, dresses, acts like them. They don't want to do that. So they now have to feel, they feel relegated to do some other job that they're not interested in, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I can understand that sentiment. What I was kind of talking about was like, if, uh, it, if like a hypothetical situation where like nobody, let's say nobody was in, um, I don't know, IT, like an IT major or something in a college, and then they all of a sudden decide, like, who should we fill this with? Oh, let's just make it all men. It's like nobody did that. It's just sure. women were less interested in it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like not that anybody's barring them from it. It might be, yeah, it might be um, less attractive to them, I guess, suppose, to women or something or whoever, whatever demographic. Um, but, like, nobody's stopping them from going there, you know? Like, when they I, say uh, – go ahead. I, I, I don't know. I think that's a I think that's kind of a flawed position, though, because when these career fields emerged, right, even even recent techno technological career fields, right, the workforce was still slated towards like picking males and recruiting males. And like it is a very like there's still this inherent bias towards picking males to do like new and innovative things, you know, they're. There was never, there hasn't really been a like emerging industry where we can show the progression that we've made with like, uh, you know, gender equality, right? So like, I think that g the level of gender equality that we have now did not exist when certain industries came about that are even recently developed industries, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like less women went to college even. So like that specific example is kind of, you know, uh, odd, I suppose. But right. I, I just mean like in general, if there's something that somebody can pick to do just because they're not interested in it doesn't mean they're like oppressed against it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah for sure. Um, it, it, it's the, Again, I, I think we have to... And I've been, for whatever reason, been thinking about a lot of this stuff. Maybe it's because of the conversation I'm having with my girlfriend. But um, there, like, there's no, it's not black and white. There's always gray. And to one, one, 
point, let's let I I know you guys aren't against each other, but let's just for the sake of this conversation say you have port side and you have shark side. Um, it's not all one side port, one side shark. It's in between. Like there's gonna be some people where they they just aren't interested in, you know, whatever the career field will say, you know, underwater basket weaving. They're not interested in underwater basket weaving at all. And it just happens to be all one type of people have historically all like that. But when you have, but on the other hand, to Shark's point, there's people who might like underwater basket weaving who are outside that demographic. So it's, there's no one right answer. It's just kind of understanding. So in this, in this specific instance, like I think it's, it's just as much as we should help feminists. Like if they're looking for, to get into these fields, we also got to like, they, they also need to take a reality check and like, Hey, guess just cause there's not all, or as many like a perfect representation doesn't mean that all people want to do that. Just like not like there's to be fair, if you look in fashion, there's not as many men who are in fashion, right? Just because there's not as many men interested in fashion. Um, then the feminists might say, well, men can still get into it, but like, well, yes, but no. And they end up taking now taking the same argument that Port was having in Shark, you know. So it really is. It's it's such a gray area. And I think having this, being able to have a conversation is really where it's important and not taking too much offense to it. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of it's our, with what we're, we're, with what we're talking about, a lot of it's our culture. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to generalize, like girls have dolls and guys have, you know, maybe like science kits or like Legos or something. So then they kind of head towards those directions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So we got to kind of be more, or if you want to get them interested in stuff, you actually have to show them or put stuff in front of them, obviously, you know, but yeah, I was just reading on Reddit again, quick story, not to hijack this. I'll try to keep it quick, but uh, on one of the mountain biking Reddits, you know, again, I'm a big bike boy now. Uh, (laughs) One of the mountain biking reddits asked, was like, why are there so many, why, like, where are all the women in mountain biking? Because there are women who mountain bike. But a lot of them were saying essentially just that um, it's like no one introduced it to them. And when the ones who did, like, they just didn't do it, present it in a certain way. And if you want people, so let's say you're, we're talking about mountain biking right now, um, you got to introduce gir- like little girls to mountain biking. So then when they grow up, they're like, they don't think anything else of, oh, I've always mountain biked. Um, right. So that's kind of how you started, which brings me to my next thought. Like, uh, would you guys, if you have a daughter, would you push them or not push them? If they're like, hey, I want to be, you know, or I want to do X, I want to be a in the military or I want to be a football player. And we're talking about American football, the only real football. Um, (laughs) uh, Or I want to, you know, do, do something that is perceived as more manly or a tomboy thing how would you guys respond like you think do you think you would try to save them from some of that um negative um attention that they might get or negative um talk because we all we've all heard um, some of the bad things people say about females and whatever um do you think you try to save them from that or you just like hey go after it I think I'll let him go after it, but that's got to be a tough, like, parent situation where, I mean, you got to do it at some point, otherwise you're going to become a helicopter pilot or a helicopter parent, but, like... Or a helicopter pilot. It's a bad (laughs) career. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's how easy it is to become a helicopter pilot. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but at some point, you gotta let your kid like um, get hurt, or like you know, you know they're gonna be vulnerable essentially. And but I I was reading like a big part about parenting like successful people or whatever is to let them make their own choices, you know. And sometimes, actually, Madison and I were talking about this recently. Like, it's it must be tough as a parent to like, you know, like if you're talking to your parent, uh, a parent and you're like, Hey, I want to do this. Or I was thinking about this. Um, and like, you can, you can say like, Oh, I don't think that's a good idea because of this. And they, they want to keep going. It's like, you got to let them live their life. You know, you're like, you can't protect them from everything. And even if you know better, sometimes I'm sure like my parents or Madison's parents have not said something to us. Cause they're like, they just got to figure it out on their own. Otherwise, they're just going to be like too yeah. overbearing, you know. So I think it's worse with girls too. To be honest, we just finished. We just finished talking about oh, we shouldn't just make like do these things about girls. But I really do think like <laughs> it's just sometimes if you're a parent and you tell a girl to do like she can't do something, then more often than not they're like going to do it anyway. So you kind of have to meter your response and like think about it like. Hmm. I said she couldn't go out little Joey. Well, you know she's going to go out little Joey. <laughs> Spite. <laughs> Maybe spiteful. Um, yeah, I mean, I would try to, like this is, you know, easy to say, but I would try to involve my daughter just like my son and everything. Like like if I was, you know, uh, working on the car or something like, you know, we were doing yard work or whatever else. Like, it doesn't matter who's who, you know, like male versus female. You're both like need to help me or do this or that, you know, so that you sh- again, so that you show them a lot of different aspects. So they're not like, you know, so they have more options to like think about what they want to do, I suppose. But yeah, I, I agree. But <laughs> do you, like, would you be upset? Then you're like, let's say you're like, all right, I'm about to go work on the car and bring your daughter out. It's like, okay. Or you're about to cut the grass and she's like, no, I think I just want to play with Barbies. Would you be like, man, she's not daddy's little girl anymore. <laughs> I thought she was like, I wanted her to like the stuff I like, and she doesn't like any of it. <laughs> I throw the Barbies in the fucking lawnmower and tell her to get her ass outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, yeah, that would be a tough you know, call. But Well, I, I'm sure moms feel that same way when they get um, – and this is something we don't talk about because um, we always talk about uh, – or on TV, you always hear stories about um, how a dad, he's got a son and the son's into, he's in, like the dad's into football. Okay, I use football a lot. I guess it's a stereotype here, but dad's into sports. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll say tennis. And like whatever he likes. And then the son's like, no, I like, I, like, I, I think I kind of like hanging out with mom or like, I like, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I like fashion design or whatever. And you, like, the dad feels kind of jilted, but I think the mom, I think moms also have that when they have like end up having tomboys for daughters, um, because they're like, like, oh, I want to sometimes if, if the, that is if the mom's more feminine, um, the moms are like, hey, you know, like I want to like have my daughter be my best friend, talk about makeup, boys, blah 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 blah, and then they get like a tomboy is like I just want to play sports and get dirty <clears> and play with the boys. And it's like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> so, like, well, why do they catch more flack? Maybe it's still make a big, make as big of a deal, or there's more silent about it. Maybe. Yeah, I guess they don't make as big of a deal about it. That, but that is a good point. 
that's interesting. I've never even thought about that. Because I, I know one of the people I dated before, like, they were a huge tomboy, which, I mean, didn't bother me any. But, like, I never really thought about their mom. But it was, like, their mom was their, like, that she was the only daughter to the mom. And the mom's kind of, like, stuck. Like, oh, well, I don't get to, like, <laughs> do any of this stuff with my daughter because she's stuck doing all these tomboy things. So. But did, did she have, like, brothers and stuff? Oh, yeah. She had three other brothers. Right, yeah, so that's brothers. probably, like, a factor in that, in all of that. You know what I mean? Like, she was probably trying to, like, fit in, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, the, the that doesn't take away the fact that, you know, like, the mom's like, oh, maybe, the or may I don't know for a fact, maybe the mom would be like, you know, hey, why don't I have a more feminine daughter that I can do, talk about feminine stuff with? And yeah. instead, she's, like, stuck with, like, basically, I got, like, Three boys and a girl who likes to do boy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This is, um, again, maybe that maybe that's part of the patriarchy we're talking about. I don't know. Well, doesn't that kind of go hand in hand? Like if you have three sons and a daughter, she's going to be more uh, like be more interested in the thing that guys are doing because the three Mm -hmm. brothers like influence her. Maybe, but I don't know. Too like, do you see that with like? a son and three daughters you know see, what I mean? that's, that's what i was gonna say it's like, i don't really see that with many guys um like one of so one of my best friends he has all sisters and he's only been interested ever in like dude stuff so like i've never seen it like he might like when you're a kid you know like a real kid like play with like gi joe and then barbies and stuff but i mean like who cares he's like a two-year-old but like as he got older, like he was, like he was still like friends with his sisters, but he did like normal little boy stuff the whole time. So, well, there it is again. The fucking uh, parental influence on kids is male dominated. <laughs> I don't know. Right, and and luxury. Aren't you being inherently like? Uh, aren't you contributing to gender inequity by applying <laughs> gender labels to certain activities? Um, probably, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> when you're saying hey, things I, like, like, doing things that are more feminine, or like, doing <laughs> typical little boys. Now you're going to try to paint me into a corner here, and I know this yeah. is feminist you're going to hear, but don't get me wrong, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it, we can talk about it after the podcast, but I will, I refuse to be painted into a box for this, because even so, there's things that are just like you have in, you know, Latin language or Latin origin language. You have feminine and masculine words. There's feminine yeah. and masculine activities. Um, not to say, uh, just because the a uh, uh, female can do those activities the same way the male and just a male can do a female activities. No one's saying that. They're just historically male activities and female activities. No one's no one's disputing the fact that there's a woman who can kick a football or whatever. Yeah, but only historically those activities were attributed to those genders because of the patriarchy. So, uh, uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shot it down for like that. I was, about to, I, was, I was about to make a. Uh, uh, I was about to make a very off-color joke. I'll put. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it write that way. write it down and save it for after the <laughs> podcast. Um, 
I think we kind of talked about the the tinker situation. Do we need to do anything more? Well, for for the listeners, we were kind of talking about that before the podcast. <clears throat> uh, just to give you context, the um, tinker. <laughs> uh the the Tinker Air Force was he a group commander who got mad at the crew for canceling? Um yeah. I think so. But yeah, just to give you context, a task and purpose has that article. Uh <laughs> Air Force Colonel tells crew they failed America because they nixed an unsafe training mission. Yeah, yeah that was the group yeah. commander. Yeah, again with that, like to be I I don't I don't wanna talk too much more about but like to close it out like it's funny because they act like the crew said something but like according to shark here it was the squadron commander <laughs> so like what what are we like we are kind of making the, i feel like bloom is out of proportion but, well isn't it always fucked up when the uh like an article leads you down the wrong path you know and then you know you're reading it and you're thinking like one thing especially with the title and then there's just like this little paragraph either at the end or like in the middle where it just says, and this happened and turns out it wasn't that bad. You know, it's like, yeah. what the fuck, you know? Yeah, sensational. Sens- sens- yeah. What's the word? Sensationalization? Is that it? Kind of like theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So there's this little blurb. You probably missed this in here, but. Uh, but since the sorties required unusual sleep schedule and since no-go pills were not permitted, the crew showed up exhausted. They scored poorly on the operational risk management test used to gauge the crew's readiness to fly, which led the aircraft commander. Oh, it was the aircraft commander to cancel sorties. Yeah. God damn it. Well, then yeah. I read it wrong. Damn it, Shark. I didn't read the article at all, so I took your yeah. word. <laughs> that was a good take, right? That was a genuine take. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, luxury, you're the problem with the world right now that you just read the article title and then subsequently have an no, opinion I was, on I, the I was issue. On, I was on the side. I was like, I was just saying, like, we knew what was going on. And then you're like, hey, it was the commander. You're like, ah, oh, so, so I, I get all hyped up. They got people putting out fault, fake news out here. Yeah, which is kind of weird. I don't even know why they didn't get the no go post, but. Yeah, anyway, we can move on. Um, this is kind of a random one, but <laughs> and I, you're not going to have an answer for this right away, but how much money would you need before you'd retire? Like, right now, would you feel comfortable? Like, even if it's, like, kind of a little inflated number, how much would you feel, like, if you just got this tomorrow, like, off the lottery, would you just be like, oh, okay, I'm done? You mean you mean from, like, my age right now? Yeah, like, till 30. you're... 30 million. Yeah, I was going to say 20 million. 30 million? Yeah. Well, I figure I've already made I've already made over a million in the last 10 years, right? So What are you doing with this 30 million? I got to ask. What? I was going to say like don't five. Be, well, you asked for an amount of money and I want to be rich when I retire. So Well, what a, Yeah. No, I understand. But like you you're probably gonna die with like I don't know twenty million or like twenty five if you tried hard. So I'll just hand that to my nephew. <laughs> I'm not I'm not having any kids or anything anytime soon. So you know what I mean. It is kind of like hard to fathom. Uh, I think. Uh, sorry, sorry, niece or nep- nephew referenced the previous topic. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, I was about to go in. But I'm going to stay away from that one. Oh, I, oh, I was just about to say, never mind. I think, I think Elon Musk has like $190 billion. It's like that number is like impossible to fathom. Okay, here's, here's what I need to retire. I need one year at the highest paid salary of any NFL player or MLB player. <laughs> well, and the other thing, sorry, I, I got to go back yeah. to that book, but the other thing about like Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk is like that a lot of that stuff is in stock. <clears throat> so if it goes down, they like lose a lot of money, you know, which is kind of weird that we do it that way because I guess it's if they sell it right now, but they rarely do that. But what do you so like? Um, shit. Some people get like what ten million dollars a year. Some of the NFL quarterbacks or something like that. Yeah. Right. Or like, the, aren't the NBA players getting paid like fucking crazy amounts of money? Like, isn't it like five hundred? Isn't it like a hundred million a year? What, what did Steph Curry get? I don't know. Some of them get some outrageous numbers though. Like, there's people getting like. Uh... Like people are signing contracts that are, you know, like five years, twenty or uh, two hundred fifty million. So let's think about that's what fifty million a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty close. Steph Curry is getting forty million a year. I was a little off there. That's crazy. That's like, even, yeah, that's like, even so. What are you doing with it? Like, how, what could you possibly do with that money? I think just. In, yeah, I think you invest it. Yeah, or like and you then, buy like a team or something like that, or like you know start restaurants or whatever else. But it's like, other than you that, do like, what, you do what Mark Wahlberg does and start buying GM dealerships in Ohio. Is that what? Uh, you did? Yeah, I haven't seen any it's bullshit. Dude, Mark. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> there's a there's a Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet. Uh, that's like yeah. two hours away from me. And then he bought a dealership across the street, which also had an Airstream and RV dealer attached to it. And now it's Mark Wahlberg, GMC Buick. That's such a Mark Wahlberg thing to do, though. <laughs> Is straight it? Up, straight up, like, Massachusetts, <laughs> Southie. So I, can, I don't know if he was from Southie, but just just gone his grind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's, he seems to be pretty smart because he's got Wahlburgers, too, right? Yeah. Which I've never eaten at, and I really want to. It's where are they at? Is it like an East Coast thing? Yeah, I mean they're going into Ohio. They have a Walburgers in Columbus. Yeah, what is he doing place. in Ohio? I don't know. That he's from care about Ohio. He's not from Ohio. He's from Massachusetts, I thought. Yeah, he is. I oh yeah, I, he's a Patriots fan. It wasn't really clear why he accepted, like why he chose Columbus, Ohio, to start buying car dealerships. But I know, I know Columbus is blown. I do know Chloe is Chloe. Yeah, I can't talk. I know Columbus, Ohio is kind of blowing up. Like they have a lot of um, like big companies starting there. Uh, it's not quite like Austin, but maybe it's the Austin of the Midwest. New place. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that weird. But yeah, sure as shit. Wahlburgers, huh? How about that? I think they had one in Kansas City that we passed. And then they had a, they have a, he has a reality show or did have a reality show too. Dude, he's where, killing it. Jesus, Louise, yeah. Man. Where it was him and his brother, I think his, one of his brothers like runs Wahlburgers. And then obviously his other brother is a, is a TV actor, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, and, and then his mom is on the show too. Hmm. Isn't it kind of crazy 
acting is like one of the one things you could do till like you almost die, you know? All right, real quick. Sorry, I gotta, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta fact check you here, Shark. This is number two, strike number two. We got Cincinnati and Cleveland is their open name. No, it's Columbus. It says join the Wahlberger family. Stop in at Cincinnati and Cleveland. No, he said he's opening a location in Columbus. Oh, he's opening, but if they already have, but there's already Wahlburgers right now in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Well, I said he was moving into Ohio. I didn't specifically say Columbus. Yes, you did. No, no, I did not. Go back and listen to the recording. (laughs) (laughs) He has three hundred and fifty million dollars. That's pretty good. That just goes to show what kind of money you need to be doing invest. Well, and that's probably grown since he's been doing these investing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of yeah. making. So he probably, honestly, because is he making money from acting really? And sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying about acting? About something about being dead? Oh, you can do yeah. it till you so, die. Yeah, yeah. You like it's like you can just go crazy. It's like you think. I mean, you're good. Yeah, I mean, but like people need. Yeah, like. People need older actors, obviously, you know, to fill the older roles. Yeah. But it's like, you think they'd be done at some point, but they could just keep going. Whereas, you know, obviously like an NBA player or something else, you know. You're you not know, you know who can keep on going and ha- to me has not aged. I mean, she's aged, but she's just been doing it forever. It's still a smoke show. Jennifer Marissa, Aniston. No, Marissa Tomei, but Jennifer Aniston also. Oh, um, yeah. Marissa Tomei is killing it. Yeah, dude. She's in she Spider-Man. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, she kind of came out back out of nowhere for Spider Man. Yeah, did she? I saw her in something else too. I was like, man, she looks good still. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she does look ageless. Well. Yeah, Jennifer Anderson's also there. Fifty six. Fifty six. Yeah, Mercer Tomei. No, really? Yeah, that's great. Whoa, she Holy does not look fifty six, dude. Dude, I would have never guessed. God dang, what's she eating? <laughs> <laughs> someone uh is monica bellucci on your list of like just um one of the most beautiful people ever somebody made like, they, they were like mentioning a few people and i remember monica bellucci on there and i thought that was like, oh, random Anna, i thought you said annika monica bellucci let me see the thing i remember her most from her was she was in the matrix she was like one of the um that french guy's uh wife or something yeah like that. Yeah, she's re- she's really pretty. But I wouldn't think of her like if I thought about the most, you know, pretty people ever or something like that. But yeah. maybe she's kind of timeless too. Yeah. Did you see they're making a new Matrix? Yeah, it did. <laughs> did I send you guys the meme of uh <laughs> they're just joking about how like, you know, life's sh- shitty right now and they're like Oh, so, you know, in the, I guess the, the new Matrix, it's like they're stuck in 1999. He's like, oh, so I'll be stuck in 1999 and I can't get out. Man, fucking frost my tips and sign me in. <laughs> <laughs> I <didn't>... <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's about? Like, I didn't really understand. It was, it seemed like he, he was like kind of coping with, uh, I don't know, something. And yeah. he like met Trinity again or something. It, from the scenes, it looked like he, because he, he took the red pill to get out, but then it looked like for some reason he was like, I just want to be back in the Matrix and just chill out. But he couldn't help himself because, Uh-oh. you know, that's kind of the vibe I got. So he was like, I'm trying to forget everything. And then, 
now. That's, I don't know. I didn't watch the full full trailer again. I'm king. I'm the king of half stepping here. <laughs> <laughs> Reading titles of articles, watching half the trailer. Okay, I just I barely read this shit. All right, <laughs> I just listened to you. I know, and then you turn around and fact check me and try to give me strikes. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to go down as the one who gave out the false information. I will, I'm blaming it. <laughs> yeah, well, I just do so much full reading that it's hard to remember everything, okay? You know? <laughs> what do you say you guys do, like, um, when you're scrolling on your phone? Well, obviously scrolling, but... Like, would you do you guys read like a lot of articles online, or do you just like go through Facebook and just keep looking at stuff? No, well, no, I don't. Ha- I don't have Facebook, so. Well, uh, do you do uh, that? See, there's a good point actually. Do you have a different social media or something like equivalent? Like, I, I got rid of I'm stuff a, and then I I'm a Reddit, Reddit scroller. Yeah, see exactly. Yeah, I just um, recently started, so um, that's not really all I do at work. No, I'm kidding, but that's what I spend. Wait. A lot of time doing. Which one? Reddit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Reddit's a kind of a hidden treasure. You would think, like, if somebody just said to you, "Okay, I'm gonna make this website where, you know, like, even just like a uh, a small part of it, like, people can post their issues about like home ownership or whatever else, or like, you know, relationship troubles, and then, well, that's not a good example. Like, you know, like pest control or something like that." And then I'm just going to have people respond to it and upvote. And then, like, you actually get, like, good responses that actually help. People would be like, yeah, fucking right, you know? It would be like Yahoo Answers where, like, there's all this bullshit. (laughs) But, like, they actually have a lot of good stuff. And, like, sometimes it's random, like, like if somebody asks about, I don't know. I'm only thinking about, like, homeowner stuff but right now, but, like, plumbing or something. And then, like, a plumber will respond with, like, the exact expert answer. It's like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, I found like, cause, I mean, the idea is not new, right? It's all Reddit is essentially a form. It's just one singular, one form with a million subforms for right. anything and everything. Uh, I, th- I think I appreciate from Reddit is they're kind of like you get people who are young, you get people who are old on there. Like I saw somebody talk about he's like 60 and still on Reddit, which I'm my my mind is blown by that period. Yeah, but me too. What I what I like is it's kind of like a new generation thing. So when people make typos, no one's like, "You spelled there wrong." They just like like they, clearly you can read what they meant to say, and then somebody gives like a legit answer, which right. I think is really cool. Like, and then you'll get people from all over the world as well. Uh, at least the one though i'm really only on one reddit forum but or one subreddit i guess is the lingo but like there's people all over the world who are like answering questions and posing questions and stuff so yeah it's like more helpful than i thought it was i thought it was just gonna be bullshit but i think i mentioned this on a previous podcast but if you just like put a question and then put reddit at the end of it you actually get better response or better answers than if you just like looked up an article or something like that yeah That's more direct, too, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think, kind of going back to your original question. I don't really scroll on my phone too much, honestly. I've been, like, I know you don't have an iPhone, but at the end of the week, usually on Sunday around 930, your iPhone will, like, ring and give you, like, your total usage, if you will. Mine does that, too. I fucking hate it. Uh, How many many hours are you on yours, you think? 
Or was I, it seven years? I think I'm, I'm pretty bad, man. Um, I think. Let, let me let me go look. I know for me, I'm, I hover around the four hours. Like last week, I was like three hours and some change. Uh, my girlfriend, on the hand, is outrageous. <laughs> she's, she's a scroll queen. I don't know how she does it. It's impressive. Like I'm not mad at her at all. I'm just impressed. Like I don't know how she. But but I'll give you this. She's like so with the shits. It's crazy. Like she's in tune with the entire like everything. I'm like she'll ask me about something. I'm like what? I didn't even know these people were like dealing with this, but she's like uses this shit like she's a pro, so I give her props on that. Even though I busted balls. What do you mean she she didn't know somebody was using that? Huh? What What were you saying? I was just saying like I was just saying she's she's with like whatever is happening in the world. She knows. Oh, about she's on top. social media. Yeah. 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 Um, man, I can't tell. I guess it wasn't. Rec- I thought it was. It tells me like every Sunday it says like you used your phone 14 more hours than last week. <laughs> and it's like every week it says that or something equivalent like 11, 10, 9, 17. It's like there's no fucking way, dude. This got, this got to be fucked up. I know for mine, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of fucking hours. For mine, though, it did say uh, like because I used to have mine synced to my computer. So it said, like, how many hours my, I was using on my computer and my phone. Because I, I got in a contest with my girlfriend. Contest with my girlfriend. And she's like, look, you have eight hours. I was like, bullshit. I was like, look at my phone. It's because, like, I get home and I watch YouTube or something, you know, or I'll put a movie <laughs> on my computer and play it on my TV. Like, yeah, yeah no. Let's, we're going to re- reconfigure this shit. Yeah. Like, if I play an audio book or something, that shouldn't count, you know. I guess what I'm looking at is screen time. So uh, I'm looking at like – so Monday it was like three hours, 30 minutes, four hours, Tuesday, three hours and – three and a half hours Wednesday. So maybe like four hours is what I average or so, I would say. That's pretty good. Do the weekend wrecks my shit though, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's like I don't need to be – like – I mean we've talked about this several times. It's like when I'm scrolling, I'm just like – you know, you just catch yourself at some point. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? It's yeah. you're just searching for that dopamine, but it's like, you're never going to get there. You know? Yeah. Well, just, I, I go ahead. Sorry. I think, I think what's more scary is, uh, are you on the screen time page there for Yeah. So go, go down to number of times you picked up your phone. Oh, like unlocks. No, no. So like, like you got a screen. Time I, I got Android. Says, Oh, you got Android. Well, then unlocks. How many times did you unlock your phone? Like, yeah, did it, does it give you the most times you unlocked your phone? Yeah, it did have that. I don't know where it went. Let me let me try to find it. That yeah, that is pretty bad. I think there was like, like in the hundreds for some reason right. daily. Right. Like, but, what the fuck is going on? But I mean, like when I'm working consistently, I don't use my phone at all, and I hover around like just like luxury. I hover around like the four hour. But like last week when I was in isolation, I was around the eight to nine hour. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I almost doubled my screen time because I was just like sitting there, and I was like, "God, the battery life on my phone really sucks." Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how you know you're fucking up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I get like no service at work, uh, so like I have nothing to pick up. Like the only time I really pick my phone up 
at work is honestly like when I go to the gyms, look at my workout and that's it. Um, cause I can, it's useless in my building. Absolutely useless. Yeah. It's like, it's basically the pride building. Uh, no windows, pretty terrible. God, the pride building. You're really bringing me back, dude. Uh, can't forget it. Can't, can't forget about your past, man. As much as you want to. Yeah. Hey, it's your, it's your past now too. Yeah, it is. It's all of ours. Well, I've been going to mine out for Nuke Wessips and stuff. So oh, okay, so it's not it's not sports fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, are the walls other walls still painted in all their glory? Yeah, they're looking good, man. It's kind of cr- it's weird to walk around there. Really? Especially now, like this past time, this past year was. Um, well, I still kind of know people, but it's like I like know five percent of people versus the time before was like you know 45 percent you know something like that right in the squadrons but like in the oss or whatever else i know a lot of people but yeah but now that skid's gone it seems like all the old guard is left you know yeah i know skid's a good guy um but what's crazy is people in this last year too was the mark of people left when we were there and now they're back like they went to do staff or something else or school, and now they're back. That's uh, that's, that's kind of a crazy feeling. Like I think we had. Go ahead. Have you seen Fetch? No, but <laughs> he was there. I just did. I should have stopped by, but I didn't. He's I, he was he was like um, reorienting himself or whatever it's called. I, I've I've been like meaning to like just get on my phone at work and call him, like on hey, his dude. work phone. Yeah, check back in with them. Yeah, I'm and just be sure like, they're glad to have him. What's that? I'm sure they're glad to have him over there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I just hope he becomes like a wing commander. You know, I hope he's gonna stick with it and he doesn't get like discouraged or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, being in a completely different community and like seeing different styles or whatever like uh i you know guys like that are super rare um yeah it was which was kind of crazy was uh so i listened to dichotomy of leadership i don't know if you guys have heard of that by jocko willick um it's actually really pretty good but the only reason i bring that up is one of the guys talks about like you know the navy seals you think everybody's like super um awesome leaders or whatever or like you know their their leaders are super awesome but he's like dude it's the same thing everywhere else it's like i've had a lot of shitty ones and i've had some a, a few good ones you know that yeah. may that may realize it's like it's just it's just a, you know it's the same problem everywhere yeah exactly like everybody's and it's kind of weird too because you know you hear people do i mean this is easy to say obviously and because it's not you but um you hear people doing stupid stuff as a manager or a leader and you're like, Oh, you're, you're not, you should do it this way or that way, you know, but it's like nobody, it's not like it's a natural thing or like um, something they teach in high school, you know? Yeah. And it's not a natural, it, yeah, it's not a natural thing, you know? So yeah, you can get better at it, but I think there's people who are naturals at it and there's people who are not. And the people who are naturals at it, good form. And there's people who work really hard, but, people who work really hard and they're not naturals, I think 
they can be trained to be better, but sometimes you just can't be um, as good as, you know, some people who are natural. But I think the key is never trying to be – like never trying to mold yourself after somebody else. You have to find your own leadership style yeah, um, and figure out – because that's, that's one of the things that, like, it fucked me up. Like my last time I was, like, when I was a leader um, – I thought I'd, I was doing a pretty decent job, but like I got shoehorned a lot of times into trying to be a better person because mm-hmm. like, or just taking too much advice. And that's how I, uh, and, and that's how I ended up, I think doing worse at being a good leader because I was, instead of trying to be who, what I, how I saw myself as being a good leader, I, I tried to be too much like what other people were not molding me to, but, um, encouraging me to be like if that makes sense well yeah Um, and a lot of it is like trusting your instincts too like uh i think a lot of leaders fuck up when they like go against their own instincts based on like the advice of like people around them or like i mean obviously you have to listen to the people around you as to what they're doing and then trust your instincts but like when you're given advice by like a superior and saying uh maybe that's not the way to do that sometimes when you listen to that superior, like you kind of screw yourself over in like your own leadership because it, what they're telling you to do doesn't fit into your leadership style or like the leadership style that your subordinates are used to, yeah. you know? Uh, Cause it might throw, like maybe sometimes you did something that like threw your subordinates off because they're like, it was unexpected. Yeah, it's like that's not how you always are, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I definitely got that one or like some, but I think also um, the reason I got it is because this individual didn't really know much about what lead like his leadership does, and like they're like I I said to everybody down, I was like, all right, what, what would you like to see us do better, or what would you like to see me do better? And a lot of them were like, like it ended up coming down to he's like he's like you just seem unhappy all the time, <laughs> basically. And it was like, I was like, I miss the old, you know, luxury um, where, you know, you did this, that, and the other. Um, I was like, you're right. I haven't been doing that. And like, that's a very fair assessment. And maybe I, I probably am a little bit unhappy, <laughs> but, and he noticed that and he, he said it. And I, I give that guy um, credit. And he's also, the guy was older than me. And yet I outranked him. Um, and I appreciated that, you know, that honesty, because, you know, I think to that degree, just like I said, sometimes you forget what it is, what made you good at what you do. So. But yeah, that's a good point. Up in an hour. Um, what else you guys got? Well, nothing after this. Um, real quick, like, I think the. The Air Force always either thinks, makes you think. Uh, no, I think the Air Force always thinks that you want, or sorry, the Air Force always seems that it wants like the loud, correct leader. You know, like the guy who's the, who's kind of like the Navy SEAL type, like commando fucking killing everybody. He's got the right answer all the time. He's loud, okay. you know, or she, yeah. you know, but it's like, like you guys said, like you got to find your own niche and that's, that's gotta be accepted. Like it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. You can't really compare them. Like somebody who's quiet, but um, I guess like sensitive, like able to connect with people and help them. 
find the right answer is 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 just as good you know so. yeah there's people who are good leaders by example but not vocal leaders and vice versa yeah some people aren't good at like speaking um in a public forum or something like that but they're good like one-on-one or in small groups you know so kind of play to your strengths and uh mitigate your weaknesses i guess yeah well um we can end the recording there i mean yeah that's all i got all right. Well, talk to you guys later, I guess. <laughs> yep. Hey, yeah. hey, wait, wait, wait. Do we have on offline topics that we wanted to discuss? Yeah, yeah we're not hanging up yet. Oh. Come on, Shark. This is for the Patreon people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep recording for the Patreon. Wait, wait. How about the OnlyFans trying to get rid of the, their main sources? Because we're going to end up getting stuck. <laughs> <laughs> The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.